Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, girl dads? Hope you're doing good. Hope you're feeling good. Hope, uh, hope you're feeling good about raising those daughters. Hope you, you know, like I'm uh, thinking about. I had a uh, my youngest birthday party recently, and we played Pass the Parcel, Lucky's Dad's Rules. Okay, so if you're not a Bluey fan, uh, you need to be because it's probably the best kids show ever made. It's a show that my kids love, and I legitimately laugh out loud watching it. It is fantastic, and it's really smart. It's really good. The way that they teach the lessons on multiple layers, it's a really, really good show. Um, but one of the my favorite episode out of all of them is the Pass the Parcel episode. And it's where the little kids have this game where there's... Uh, like a present that's wrapped with multiple layers, but inside each layer, there's a little present. And so it's kind of like a uh, uh, um, hot potato type of a thing where you pass the present around wherever the music stops, then you open it up and, oh, you get this little present and they time it so that every little kid gets a little present and nobody's left out and nobody feels anything. And Lucky's dad comes in. And he's like, we're raising a bunch of squibs. We're not doing it that way. <laughs> Squib, I guess, is something like a, what we would call a sissy. I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Australian. But I understood the, the spirit of what he was saying, if not the actual words. And so he played a his rule where in each layer, there was nothing. It, you got nothing until you got to the middle. And so whoever got the very last one got a big prize. And it was this really interesting episode on where the kids were crying because they didn't get anything but then eventually because the prize in the middle was so much bigger and it was so much more exciting that they ended up loving that method more so they would rather play lucky's dad's rules instead of the traditional everybody gets a crappy little toy rules and it really it's my favorite because it's one it's hilarious the way that it it goes about but also it's something that I've kind of been chewing on, hounding on for like I've never really been chewing on it. Like I'm pretty firm in my ways here, in that we need to raise our daughters uh, to grow up, right? They're not going to be kids forever. Now I know this is going to seem like contradictory to a previous podcast where I was like, "Hey, we need to let our kids be kids, right? They have to. We have, we can't make them grow up too fast." But then this is kind of, so this is the opposite side where we're not pushing them to grow up at all. And so what's happening is we're kind of raising a generation of giant adult children or grown-up children, you know, and they're not equipped. They're not ready to be adults, right? Because the world is hard. And if they're not ready for it, they're going to just get trampled. If they think they're going to get a little participation prize for every single thing they do, they're in for a rude awakening when they go into the workforce. And here's the thing too. I I tell my daughters, it's like, Hey, if you can just figure out how to be disciplined and work hard, like even just a little bit, like you're going to take over. Uh, It's one of my favorite lines from David Goggins as he talks about how easy it is to be great right now, because 
everybody's soft, right? If you just have a little bit of discipline, like you can take over. And I think it's very true. There's this kind of bougie sense of entitlement that these generations, these coming up generations have, and they they don't have what it takes because they've been getting participation trophies forever. They think that they should get a reward for participating. And that's not not how the world works. A good example of how that doesn't work in the real world is summer vacation for school, right? So in school, kids get three months out of the year off in the summer. They think that that's just a vacation that they get to take. They get to, they worked hard for nine months and now they get three months off. When they watch mom and dad, for some reason, they don't get any time off, but for some reason, they believe they're entitled to that. The real reason for why kids have three months off in the summer is because of harvest. Kids are supposed to not go to school. They're supposed to stay home, go out in the field with with mom and dad and pick vegetables or cotton or corn or, or whatever it is that they have out there. They're supposed to be working next to adults and they're supposed to be working hard, not not treated like lessers. They're, they're out there equal participants because the family depends on them as much as they depend on anybody else during harvest time. And that's, I think that's huge. So there's, there's two things there is one, we don't make our kids work hard anymore. Like they need to do things that suck. Okay. They need to do things that make them sweat, that make them complain, that make them miserable, that makes their hands hurt, their legs hurt, their make them sore like they need to do things that are hard they need to know what it means to work hard and the best way to do that is for them to work next to their mom and dad doing it okay like they it could be in the kitchen right it could be baking all day you know like a great example i love so i'm out here in arizona and one of my favorite things i don't unfortunately get to participate in is tamales I, I mean, I participate in a ton of tamales, don't get me wrong, but in the making of tamales, it's like a family thing. They basically like schedule a whole day or a whole weekend and they're like, look, you're not doing anything and you got like four generations of people in in there making tamales and it's a family event and you work hard together and they learn this from their family and I love that tradition and they we need to make that kind of tradition about hard work. They need to be with us, around us, and work hard with things. And it can be with anything that you love. If you're, if you're a little startup entrepreneur, get them out there working with you, man. If if you're just out there mowing the lawn, get them out there mowing the lawn with you. Get them fertilizing the plants and pulling weeds. Don't let them sit inside watching TV while you're out there busting your butt. They need to be out there busting their butt too, so that they learn that they're a contributing member. They don't get to just sit back and let somebody else take care of them. The other piece in that is that that actual interaction with adults. So right now we kind of have our kids, they they have a lot of play dates. They go and play with other kids. They socialize. We're very concerned with play and social. Those things are great. They're very necessary, right? That's part of kids being kids. We need them to be age appropriate. If, If your kid is eight, they need to do eight-year-old things. They need to play on playgrounds. They need to have tea parties. They need to dress up. They need to do kid things. And they need to have time to do those things and free time to free play. They need to be given a stick and lots of free time in the yard to go use their imagination. So they need to use those things. 
But what they also need to do is they need to learn how to be an adult. Okay, if they only spend their time with kids, then they're never going to learn how to be an adult. Okay, so another another really good example is money and money managing, right? How do we teach our kids to manage their money? That's a very adult function that we don't teach our kids anymore, like budgeting. How do you do that? Do you go with them to the store? Do you say, here's $20. You are not getting anything more than that. You get $20, you can spend it all on one. You can spend $1 on 20 things. It's totally up to you. Or you can save it or you know you can do all these things and teach them and show them. Or do you give them an allowance and say, okay, here's the restrictions on your allowance, okay? You have to give um, half of it goes into savings, 25% of it goes to the church or, or tithing or, or charity, and then you can spend 25% of it. Do you do anything like that? Like where you're showing them, you're teaching them how to be an adult. Do you show them your budget and your money spending and talk to them about the money in your house? That's one of the big things that we've had with our kids is we've talked to them about these things and and about our money and about our money situations. We don't put the burden on them, but we we communicate, hey, you know, money is not unlimited. You can't just go buy more, right? We we have to work. And my girls are starting to understand, like, why do you go to work? Why do you do this job all the time? And it's explaining how money works and the system works and its responsibility. That's one of the nice things about being at home, uh, assuming I actually do my good work. My girls will walk in and see me screwing around on YouTube, and that undermines all the lessons I'm trying to teach them. But do as I say, not as I do, right? That's the that's the motto of a parent. But we need them to learn to adult. We need them to learn these things. And the only way for them to learn it is from you, from me, from us. We have to show them. So incorporate them and bring them in. Don't treat them like babies. Don't treat them like they're soft. Kids can shoulder way more than we give them credit for. They have. They are so strong and they are so smart and they are so capable. So don't don't hold back. Don't overburden them. You know, again, watch, engage them. If you're overburdening them, you'll see it in their body language. So don't overdo it, but definitely pull them in, bring them into these things and introduce them to this stuff and, and let it be age appropriate. For an eight-year-old, they should be able to deal with eight-year-old things and see you dealing with grown-up things because you, you're the adult, right? But bring them in, make them a part of your life. Help them see that being a kid is awesome, but childhood ends. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.